Opie is here, and his show starts now. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? That's Weezer and Hashpipe. I'm laughing because uh, I just filmed Rich Voss, and he did not enjoy that song. No, no, that, that's where you're wrong. You're putting words. Okay, Bonnie, you're putting words into my mouth. Whoa, oh, I got I, proof. I put you on my Instagram you know, story, which is blowing up. Right, Paul? Yep. My okay, my Instagram yeah. story is hot. It's yeah. red hot, and I just filmed you for my Instagram yeah, story. Saw a lot of cities in the Middle East blowing up. What I'm saying is, I like the song. I like the song. Then why were you holding your ears? And then why loud. were you waving to me like you know, turn it down? Yeah, ah! there, there's your answer. It was too loud. It was a good song that was too loud. That's a song you got to play really loud when you're at your age and you can't hear. <laughs> well, yes, that is okay. true. <laughs> you know, I still have that a little. True. I still have a little bit left in me, but. Yeah, it's a good song. What was Weez's song? His opening Weez, song, we, Brother Weez. Oh yeah, my mentor who Fun. turned seventy on Tuesday. Happy birthday, Happy Brother Weez. He's listening right now in Rochester, he, New York. His opening song, and I, I, I asked to borrow one night for our radio show when we had yeah. the call. It's a fucking. What song great, does he do? It's it's from the uh, the band called The Call. Mm -hmm. uh, I got it on my phone. It's so you hear it, you'll love it. Oh my god, his that's what I should is, do. That should be my opening song every day because I love the Brother Weez. Well, yeah, if I, <laughs> I love uh, the Brother Weez. Well, I'll play the song. He'll. It's so good. Can Hold I tell on. you something about Brother Weez while you find the song? Uh, okay. He, he, he was in New York City uh, last week. Barry, I'll get to you in a second. Relax, all right? <laughs> <laughs> he can't be any more relaxed. <laughs> that's why he said that. <laughs> An old friend I saw in the hallways. I'm like, you got to come in here and do a little I radio. Don't, I don't want to interrupt this this magic that's happening here. <laughs> Are you just enjoying the radio magic between me and Rich Vaughn? It's incredible, the chemistry you have. Oh, yeah. It's like we met today, isn't it? <laughs> no, I... We've known each other 18 years. I've known him my whole life. Yeah. I remember when he auditioned for me at my club in Boston. He had hair that looked like sure. literally Oscar Gamble from the Clevelandians in 1977. <laughs> Wait, I, I've seen the crazy hair from you. Did you go Oscar Gamble, was, no, I mean, I used to have on the sides. I don't look at it. I, he I wore a helmet points. on stage, which was kind of weird. Different points in my life. <laughs> a I Yankees mean. batting helmet. I know the no. I know the baseball card you're talking about, Barry. I'm with you on this. My fucking hair was long. I I I, used, I loved Roger Daltrey, and that's how my hair grew. And I was very happy that I was close. As Roger Daltrey never wore an Italian horn. That's what. <laughs> oh, yeah, but. Roger Daltrey's an asshole, Barry Katz. I had him in here. I couldn't ask him one who question. Why not? I had to ask and talk about this charity. And, you know, but, you know, being involved with the charity is a wonderful thing. We all know that, right, Barry Katz? <laughs> but when you get to finally meet Roger Daltrey, fuck the charity. I want to talk about the who and who's next and everything else. We weren't allowed to. But we, if we agreed that we would just focus on the charity, we could, we could have when him in. When somebody tells you... You're not allowed to. That's the license where you're going for the kill. Yeah, but I went through a stage where I realized I had to be a good boy for a little while. Guess what? No more good boy, Barry. No more good boy. After what this place did to me, it's all bets are fucking off. He's crazy now. That's uh, right. I am rich. He's, he's out so, of control. Wait, let me finish my Rogers. Uh, so, so we talked to him. It was boring. Who gives a fuck? I guarantee the listeners wouldn't re even remember that we talked to Roger Daltrey. I see him a mere 30 minutes later, uh, pretty close to Central Park, walking with his manager, right? I said, hey, Roger. He stared at me like I was a fucking stranger. I'm like, I just interviewed you. <laughs> no recollection whatsoever. I don't expect him to remember me the next day, but I do respect someone uh, uh, to remember me 30 minutes were, were you later. Were, were you wearing headphones in the park? <laughs> well, that's pro I probably should walk around with headphones, yes. I was How like, huh. 
But how can you have them in every story? You'd have to. Oh, yes. Yeah, we'll talk about your charity. Uh, uh, but fucking Keith Moon fucking drowning. The, I saw The Who when they came out with Quadrophenia. I had third row at the Spectrum. Damn. They're smashing equipment. They're the fucking Who, you know. Before, you know, you know, with Entwistle and fucking Moon. I saw him twice. And the only reason anybody wants to talk to Roger Daltrey right. is to fucking find out about... And why won't you mention Pete Townsend in there? You mentioned yes. every other member of The Who, but you didn't mention Pete Townsend. He touched me. <laughs> in, in my soul. In my soul with his music. You know, it was just, it was it just was research. Music. Pete was just doing research for a book. We all well, know, you know that now. But listen, when Pete Townsend did this with the guitar. The windmill. The windmill. Yeah. It fucking killed. Look at they're The Who. They are the who. You know, you know, they left their mark in music. Right. You know, Norton wouldn't go, uh, he, uh, I, you know, he wouldn't, you know, that's not his type of music. But to me, though. Why would you have to bring him Norton already? Well, I'm just saying. No, right? no, no I'm talking about the actor <laughs> fucking, what's his name? Uh, you seem to say Edward Norton. Edward Norton. <laughs> Primal fear. Yes, you thank you. He just went, ha, ha, Edward Norton. Did, well, you, did you find the Brother Wee song? No, it's from the call. Is it the waiting? Does the call do a song called Waiting or something no, like that? Look it up. Uh, we got to look up all the songs until we find. No, once it. I hear something about you know. But uh, to your point, I went out to dinner with Weez because he was in New York City last week, and we went to a loud restaurant, and half the dinner was what, huh? Two you know radio guys. I can't hear shit in a loud. Well, you know that because when we go out, I have to like sit very close to Rich Voss so I can we, hear him. We put our things in our ears. What? How? How was his operation? Everything okay? Everything's good. We thought he had the big C on his vocal cords. Oh, he turned, didn't. No, I was convinced it was going to be the big C. No, he's back at work. I think today was his first day back. Oh, good. He works for a company up there in Rochester, Barry. He's like, he's a rock star. I mean, if they don't have Wheeze, they might as well just shut down the radio station. So he has this, uh, this problem with his throat and they go in, they see something going on with his vocal cords, has a major operation, has to sit out for a month and not talk, right? They made him take a leave of absence. Gone for a month, no pay, not allowed to call into his own radio show to give him updates. It's like Wait, one not of those even meta- no pay? What do you mean no? Leave of absence is no pay. It's like one of those meditational retreats where you can't talk to anybody. Yeah, exactly. But wait a second. If if he didn't have that cancer, why would they have to operate? Well, he still had something going on. I, oh. I, didn't, I didn't ask, you know, he had some kind of growth. Oh, because, you know, because doctors, I went in for just because my ears were bothering me. Right. So I went to a specialist, ears, note, and throat doctor. Ears, note, and throat. Ears, nose, and throat. Ears, ears note, note, and throat. Like well, a musical note. The ears and, <laughs> and the throat took notes. So, yeah, you turned that around. So like he, that. when you talk to Rich, do you wear like UN headsets to try to figure out what's happening? <laughs> so, he, you know, he touched my. Can't believe uh, I almost let you go today, Barry. He, he touched my thyroid Barry, gland. Barry's walking down the hall with luggage. I'm like, you know what? No, bring him back. I want to talk to Barry Katz. I'm so glad. He right. uh, hits my thyroid. It was, oh, I feel something. You know, when they go like this? Yeah. I go, how? Well, my doctor, my regular doctor has done that a million times. He goes, well, I'm a specialist. Ooh. So next thing you know, uh, uh, a CAT scan. Oh, I see a nodule, whatever the fuck that is. I guess. Oh, so now you do a certain CAT scan where they shoot needles into you to see if you have a thyroid cancer, right? So now you're a fucking mess. You go from going in there for some ear you know, my ears are hurting too. Oh, I fucking have thyroid cancer. So they do the test and then they call me and go, 
Oh, it, it's okay. You don't have it. You know, and I made him go over my charts, exactly who I was, my phone number and address. But doctors, look, that was a big process. I owe the hospital money. I owe the, you know, there's What are they going to do, repossess your nodule? No. And my insurance is going up $450 a month uh, January uh, first. That's five thousand dollars a year. My insurance is going up with fucking United Healthcare. Well, uh, Obamacare is going up. What twenty two percent, Barry? Yes, sir. I think it's around twenty two percent on average. But how do you so next you, year? You have no say. Huh? You have no fucking well, say. No, they said you can pick your doctor and your plan. You know that? <laughs> no, no, no. With my, with I'm, with, I. It's me the and my. Point daughter. is, no one got to pick their doctor and their plan. I'm not talking boss. about Obama. I don't care. And about why that. are you going to all these specialists? He goes to a doctor once a week. Barry no, Katz. I don't. I go when I <laughs> feel once something. Once a week. I when I feel something not right. It's like a car. If it's not running perfect, you, you know, when you get a little older, you you fucking look into it. When have you ever been running perfect? No, that's mentally. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking physically. <laughs> See, there you go. Obamacare premiums to soar 22%. I nailed that one. CNN uh, money. So, it, but you can't you can't say to United Healthcare, "Hey, can we negotiate?" No. Well, You're, stop going to the doctor. That's so, uh, you go to the doctor a lot. No, I go. I when, didn't even listen to your story. <laughs> not because I wasn't interested, but I've heard so many doctor stories from me. I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. You want some dental? <laughs> you got dental stories still. <laughs> I got dental. Uh, Barry Katz is in studio. He's a legend. Everyone, every, everyone does an impression of you, Barry Katz, except you. No, I can't do it. No, but everyone does. Boss it. does me with a lisp. Listen, do, do you know how to do Barry Katz? Yeah, I'm not paying you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I have great stories with Barry, and I have stories that he's pissed me off. But he's still—I've still known him for so many years, and I. So I why, get, why don't we work out an old problem that you had with Barry Katz? No, which, one, which one you want to work out? I, <laughs> what, I only had two up? problems. I only had two, no. Well, one wasn't a problem. He was doing a roast, right? And he called me, and I wrote him all these fuck up in Montreal. I don't know who you were roasting, but I wrote him a bunch of stuff. And you're you're and, great at that. And I don't know how he did with it. I don't know if he thanked me. But oh, you're pissed off that he never gave you the thank you phone call. I don't know if I got the thank you because okay. he might not. I don't know if he had a good set or a bad set. But if he had a bad set, then he would blame me. And I'm sure I, I wasn't the only writer. I there was a roast. It's at my club every year. There used to be a roast. They used to roast me every yeah. year, and it was like always packed. You couldn't get in. Yeah. And Rich hosted uh, a few of those and he was amazing. <laughs> and you know, you have to get up at the end and I'm not, you know, I'm not a roaster. Yeah. And I and I I would hit on some jokes and others I didn't and I'll ne I'll never forget the last thing that I said on the roast and uh, I hope you don't mind me saying this. Right. I said uh, to the audience I said, "Listen, I want to get serious now for a second. Uh I was outside the club and I I ran into Bernie Brillstein. He was walking one of the most legendary managers of all time. And I said, hey, Bernie, how you doing? Uh, listen, I'm I'm about to do this roast here. And um, I was wondering if you'd give me an advice because I have to go on at the end. And he said, yes. And I want to just tell you this advice, Barry. It's very important. And just listen carefully. Never, ever, ever represent Rich Voss. <laughs> 
Well, I guess it worked out good for both of us. <laughs> so, uh, so for the people that don't know uh, Barry Katz, how do you explain Barry Katz, Rich Voss? Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> you're no, like a legend I, in the comedy business, Barry. Yes, he, he, you know, I, I met you through Jay Moore. You were representing Jay Moore. I'm not sure if yeah, you still do. Yeah, 25 years. And you also uh, had a club up there in Boston. Which club did you have? The Boston right. Comedy Club here in New York that also uh, is Pete Holmes and Judd Apatow. Or did they recreated the whole club for the show Crash that they're doing on HBO. But I had clubs in Boston to right. play it against Sam's and okay. a bunch of other ones there. And he does a podcast. And then I started managing and then my first clients were Louis C.K. and Dave Chappelle and Tracy Morgan and Jay those Moore. Were your, those were your first clients? Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, way. It was, uh, it was he, an amazing You had time. Chappelle when he was like 17, right? Yeah. I had a lot of people when they were younger because when you were a manager starting out, you couldn't you couldn't get Colin Quinn, who was making like you know five thousand a week, because you're a young person. What right. do you want? You have to find people of your level, right? And hopefully, you can move the needle. That was that and was a joke that Barry would go to the playgrounds and <laughs> sign people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had, and then these guys would move on from you, Barry, right? Yeah, I, I got fired a lot of times, <laughs> and, and you were hoping maybe one of these guys would bring you along for the ride. Well, a lot of them, Jay Moore brought you along <laughs> for the ride. A lot of them, uh, you. Give the ride. A lot of people think they bring you along for the ride, but it's like you have to work with your talent and their talent, and and you both. It's like a relationship or a marriage. You, uh, yeah. I think you know what I'm talking about. Oh, sometimes, boy, I know Barry. Sometimes you last, and sometimes you don't, and then you wonder what happened. But you still got to keep the relationships, and I'm proud to say that you know I've, I've spent time with Chappelle great moments with Chappelle even recently that were amazing times that I'd love to tell you about and Tracy Morgan has been amazing so wrote about me in his book so right. I'm, I'm really happy about it. and Louis CK one of the most amazing guys what he did for me uh, not to get serious and Rich will probably make a joke but when I was younger in I'm Boston <laughs> I know when I was younger in Boston uh, this is serious. I'm serious and serious. Uh, my, my wife passed away and she was oh. 23 and it was Christmas time and I was just hanging out at my house. I was, you know, how tragedy happens. You just, you don't get up. And we had one of those answering machines that when somebody calls, you can hear them saying, pick up. And Louie would call every 30 minutes. Cats, pick up. Come on, man. It's Christmas time. Pick up. I'm telling you, I'm going to come over there and get you. You got to get out of bed. You got to. And I finally picked up and he said, listen, it's Christmas. Come over to my house. There's a seat at the table at my house. Get out of bed and get in your car and get there. And I came to Christmas, seat at the table. They had gifts for me. And he was an amazing guy. And, and that's just personally and professionally as a creator. He was always the guy with the first Mac computer, you know, the beige thing. He, he always was writing and creating an amazing guy. And, and it's uh, all proved out. So. Oh, enough about Louis C.K. <laughs> did, you, uh, did, did you bring no. Christmas gifts to Louis' house? Uh, at did the he time, stop at the mall on the way? <laughs> I, well, I, I bought a Hanukkah wreath is what I bought. Okay, there you, you know, uh, I would never make a joke about that because I remember... On the, uh, whatever, I remember. I mean, I I didn't know Barry's wife. I, I kind of knew Barry a little from Boston, but when yeah. his wife passed, and then on a roast or something, I remember saying a joke or something about what, what you were wearing Anorexia. a ring. Oh, it, no, oh, you, no, no, you were wearing a ring. And then I go, oh, that's wait, right. that's better. Then he goes, oh, that's my dead wife. <laughs> and, and I had a call. I called that night. I, I I don't know if you remember this. I called. I go, look, I didn't. You know what I mean? Because that's something you don't. Make jokes about now. Wait, on wait, these, it was a ring on a necklace. Yeah. yeah. But what did you think it was? 
a ring on a necklace. But it couldn't have been uh, a good thing. But I the, mean, it's a good thing, but you know what I mean. But, but the thing about it had to be, had to be the connected to some kind of tragedy. But not thing, always. A lot of times, people wear rings on their necklaces because their fingers swell up like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but the All thing about right. the but the I'll thing, thing about you. this is the, the the segue into that. Honestly, and it's it's true, and you know this is you go through these fateful things that are just horrible things. Everybody's gone through them. They just blow a hole right through you. I'm living one right now, and, and that's what and that's what normally takes you through. To the next level, these right. horrible things that happen, and you don't know why. You know, you would never trade it happening for what you have. But that's what got me out of Boston because what happens when something bad happens, and you know this. <clears throat> It's like people are positive. They come up to you and they hug you and they say, hey, listen, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And and they're trying to be nice, but it's just always a reminder every yeah. time they do it. It's yeah. a reminder, reminder. And so I left Boston. I went to New York. And that's where things started happening for me, where I could start fresh. And it was amazing. I met people. I met people like Rich in Boston, but I spent a lot of time with them in New York. And then I opened up this club. And, you know, every weekend, Louis C.K. was the first comedian on at the Boston Comedy Club. He's running wires for me. Chappelle, who I represented for God knows how long, he was doing sets there. It was the most amazing this, time. That club, you would go there on a fucking night and it would be, and sometimes you'd have to close. Yeah. Like, and, and, and the lineup would be fucking Chappelle, Brewer. Uh, and you, 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 you go, oh fuck, I gotta follow, you know, cause you had to leave, so you had to go on Oratel. But, if you had to follow fucking uh, Red Johnny and the Round Guy, that's what for, everyone talks about. Forget about it. You didn't have a fucking chance. That guy destroyed, huh? They did. They just and all of them. I mean, Brewer. Right. I, know, I remember. All, I remember the situation where I represented Charlie Barnett, who was the greatest yes. street performer of all time, and he used to do the club. What made him a great street performer? Because I don't know the name. His wow. energy, Barry his likability. His energy. He used to do shows in the fountain when the fountain was dry. Okay. And he'd have three, five hundred people around him. He'd do a show for an a hour, two hours, Did three hours. Did he do stand up? Stand up okay. in the park. And occasionally I'd get him in the club. <clears throat> and... um it was this amazing thing where I loved him so much. And when I started representing Chappelle, I brought Chappelle to the park to watch him. And I'll never yeah. forget this. Like 30 minutes later, I'm looking out. I'm, where's Chappelle? Where's Chappelle? And he's walking away. And I run after him. And I tap him on the shoulder. And he's like 18. And he turns around. He's crying. Wow. I said, why, why are you crying? Did something go wrong? Is something bad? He said, he said, why the fuck did you bring me here to watch that guy? I'm never I'm never going to be as good as he is. I said, not only are you going to be as good as he is, you're going to be better than him, and I'm going to have you close after him at the Boston Comedy Club. He's like, I'm not closing after that guy. He said, the, you, you learn how to play tennis by playing against the best. And I want to share something about this. Yeah. So they perform together. Dave goes on after him, kills. And then uh, Charlie Barnett shows up in my office in the morning the next day. Said, can I watch some tapes of Chappelle? I said, sure, yeah, I'll put them in. He was watching the tapes, and I go in the other room, and he's crying. And I'm like, Charlie, is everything okay? Can I help you with anything? Man, I'm, I can never do what that guy does. Wow. I can never do it. He just stands there and tells the jokes, and I have to run around and just be crazy to make my comedy work. Don't you think that... That's pretty cool. That everybody around you cries? <laughs> 
that you, that you might be the problem. <laughs> Let me just, I'm just saying, it's a, who am I? It's an observation. I'm ready to cry it's now. Observation. Fuck. He's got tears in his eyes. I, I'm, I got tears in my eyes Listen, when I found out about your wife there. That's just Jesus horrendous. Christ. Welcome oh to fucking... But, uh, and one thing, when people come up to you... <laughs> When there's a tragedy, you say, hey, man, anything you need, that's just an empty thing. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if someone is really going through something and you go up to them and go, hey, any, you know, anything you need, just give me a call, whatever. But it's really up to you to, you know, push forward yes. and do something. A lot. Mail them, mail them steaks or, or whatever the hell. Or, right or, now. Or, or show up at their house and drag them out. Look, I, what you've gone through is incredible. I mean, you're. Profe- what have I gone through, Barry Katz? Your professional career is like. You talk about, you know, ups and downs, and you might say, what are you talking about? It's all yeah. ups or whatever. Oh, no, people, there was a bunch of downs. But people look at you, and you're like, you, you mentioned that that guy was a rock star. Right. And, and not to give you a big head, uh, but you are a rock star. You come into the studio. When when Kenny ran after me, and my God, the guy looks like he killed people in his lifetime. It's unbelievable. <laughs> that, guy, that guy looks like he's going to break my arm in seven I, places. I, I don't ask Kenny questions. Yeah, well, I've should. known Kenny for a long time. I and still so, don't ask him and, questions. And so so I, he said, will you come in here? I said, you want me to come in there? And you walk in here and there's just something about you that's a presence that's powerful over so many years. And are you, you have listening, this, Voss? And oh, you have he, the, are you listening to this, Voss? When he says rock star, I think Seals and Croft or Loggins and Messina. <laughs> that wasn't bad. It was no. good. No, he but, is, no, he's wanna, a fucking icon in no, radio. Have this, I want to enjoy, enjoy this Barry Katz moment. You have moment. this energy that's yeah. really powerful, this aura. And after all these years, you you still have the energy and you still bring it every fucking day. It's unbelievable. There's no, there's no loss of energy. Right. There's no loss of angst. But yet you've been through and, and worked in the station. You've had a partner. And and, and then that happened. Shut you up, got boss. torn apart from that. <laughs> It's a very, very difficult hey, thing that you've been through. Shut up, Voss. Through. I'm enjoying this. I want to hear his shut Tony up, Robbins tapes, too. Shut up, Voss. <laughs> and to Fuck. the people out there, are you listening? Uh, are you listening closely? Welcome to Gandhi Radio. Uh, <laughs> We're going to walk on fire coals next. Horrible. You know, horrible. When, I, when I say nice things about him, you know, hot that. coals would have been uh, funnier. Damn it! Fire no, coals. What the hell is that? Deal with Boston Comedy Club. It was I used so- to call the Boston Comedy Club the uh, Anne Frank's comedy attic just yeah. to picture it yeah. so there was so many I, the roast unbelievable the patrice my roast I, norm's roast a, his roast i've been to a couple roasts at the boston comedy club you went those roasts sure did um trying to remember which ones but yeah i went to a couple it, they were fucking hands down blows any roast away any fucking listen i'm telling you these fucking roasts when Keith ran up on stage and fucking bombed, and right, Keith Robinson, it was fucking the funniest. Anyhow, but there were so many great times at that club. So many, like I, I just remember me and Patrice and no Norton and Keith all no hanging. No one cares. I got a good story. All right, get to the story. Did you say who cares? I said no one cares. Yeah, they do care. All right, no. get to the oh, story. Right, calm down, rock star. <laughs> well, sorry. Uh, just to go back to the rock star thing, and then we'll go to Voss. And I All apologize, right. Voss. No I big certainly deal. do. Brother Weez was the one who showed me how to do this the right way. That's why I call him a rock star, and I never forgot what he did for me. What did he show you to he do? He was my mentor. No, well, specifically for your audience. What did he? Are show we doing you? your podcast now, Barry Katz? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> show me the door. <laughs> oh, 
sound like you what haven't heard that he's, before. He's turning the tables here. <laughs> I, uh, Barry Katz has a very good podcast. Thanks, man. I, I've never listened to it, but I know it, I know it's good because it's moving up the charts on that iTunes. I'm like, damn, he's doing something because yeah, it's industry, not easy to industry standard. Yeah, and, and, big guess industry too. standard, and it's not easy to get that traction like you've got. And I don't even know. I'm, it's all done in my I'm spare gonna, time. I have no idea. Who's how your it biggest guest? Hold you, on, I, I'm going to answer his question. <laughs> oh, go ahead, because people want me to be like more open, uh, open and more revealing. So well, you're not going to come a, out now, are you? A, oh God! <laughs> After you. Uh, so uh, when I first got on radio, it was all about having the radio voice, and I had a shitty Long Island accent, and I would I would read to myself, try to fix my own Long Island accent, and it was, and it was useless. I was never going to have the golden voice of radio, but I, I loved doing this. And then I was in a, a fraternity house up there in Geneseo, and I heard this voice coming through the, the radio. It was Brother Weeze with the shittiest voice you would ever hear on the radio. But at that moment, I'm like, oh, my God, it doesn't matter. The voice doesn't matter. This guy is entertaining as all hell. And then, uh, you know, I lucked out and was able to work for that station, WCMF. And I just, I would do anything I could to just be in that studio with him and just learn and watch this guy work. And uh, I picked up a few things there, Barry Katz. Picked <laughs> up a few things. And and I never forgot it. And I always will say he is the best. He's better than me. He'll always be better than me. The guy is a rock star. I see a correlation between Chappelle and uh, Charlie Barnett? A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. And then, you know, I learned from him, and then what, I think what you need to do, then you got to make it your own. So, you, so you're not looked at as like a copycat. That's why the Howard Stern stuff drove me fucking nuts, because he would just, he would just say everyone's a copycat if they were just doing radio and it was a little edgy. It's like a, a complete bullshit. It wasn't fair to a lot of radio guys. There was a, uh, there was a guy who said something profound. Now it doesn't make as much uh, impact as when I tell you his name after. Yeah. He said, if they're not talking bad about you, then you're doing something wrong. Unfortunately, that was Bill Cosby that said that. Well, all right, but Bill Cosby had a fine career. I mean, you know, he was a bad boy when uh, when his shows were over. But what no, are you going to do? I'm just saying now that you say the name, it doesn't. doesn't yeah, have looking, but my point is this: so you learn from somebody, and then you got to turn, you got to spin it and make it your own. You know, people trash. Uh, I mean, here's the deal with Bill uh, Cosby. You know, when when Quaaludes came out, everybody's trying them. They were new on the circuit. Right. So he's getting roofies. He doesn't know that, you know, these are new on the circuit. So you're going to try new stuff. You know, okay, this is going nowhere. He was <laughs> one of, he, they were ice cold. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean they were ice cold? This one thing to go, hey, uh, young lady, would you like another drink? He 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 liked them ice cold out completely. Oh, well, you're, you're trying to justify what Cosby did not in a weird at all. Way. You think I really believe? I got three daughters. It's the last thing I would do. Right, trying to get you know that. Well, when he was on, what was it? Larry King talking about the Spanish fly. I was like, wow. I know. You put this in their drink, and then the, you never know what's going to happen. No, I would never. That's one thing that drives me fucking nuts. That's one thing. Well, so that's not how you got Larry King. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, no. Who is like on your podcast? Because Ours is just. Do you? Is there anybody you're ever intimidated when you have to interview them, or anybody that you were so fucking impressed with? You know what I mean? Like, well, I think the times when you're like, you don't ask, you don't get. You know, like when I was in Montreal recently, uh, Howie Mandel and Kevin nice. Hart were there, 
and I'd never asked them in three years. I've never done 170 episodes. I never asked them. Right. Uh, why aren't I asking them? I always say, don't ask, don't get. So just ask them. And in five minutes, they both said yes. And Kevin gave me two hours and Howie gave me uh, an hour and a half. It was wonderful. But I think the most intimidating person is somebody who you might not know was John Murray from Buna Murray, who did the producer of The Real World and oh, Project sure. Runway. And he was incredibly presidential and he came in my office and I was like, uh, I'm excited that you're here. And he just pointed to his watch. How long is this going to be? How no, long is it going to take? What a dick. And I, but I'll tell you where he, he turned out he wasn't. He was just, he was a guy who's like literally a time management guru. And that's why he was so successful. Right. And I said, let me tell you how, uh, this works. So you're comfortable. He said, listen, let's just stick with the time. Let's, let's go. And I thought it was going to be horrible. And he told the story that was amazing. And, and I hope I can tell it in 30 seconds. Sure he said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know, uh, Voss has another doctor appointment story standing by. So if this fails, we'll go right back to Voss. <laughs> I <Holy> said, shit. <laughs> Uh, I should just tell the funny stories and not the no, sad no, stories. No, no, I want to hear this story. <laughs> when you set up something, it drives radio people crazy if you don't, if it's you don't follow the through. It's called the tease, I guess, is yeah. what I learned from the wheeze. Right. Uh, so, no, so what happened was, is so he's, I, I'm asking the question, I don't think I'm going to get anywhere with him because he's kind of cold and presidential. And then I asked him, like, what was the toughest thing he had to go through? He said, when you're gay and 16 and your mother's from England, your father's from Alabama, or Mississippi, and you have to grow up today. You can just come out, do whatever you want. Back then, you had to hide it. And when I finally told my parents, it was tense. They didn't support me. My mother was crying. I'm never going to have grandchildren. And then he said, cut to 15 years later. I'm with my partner. We're in New York. We adopt a baby boy. And I call my mom, and she says, would you mind if I took a flight and came to you right now? He wow. said, no, no, don't you come to me right now. She gets into the apartment. She barely says hello. He's telling the story. It gives me chills. She opens up the suitcase, and she has his baby clothes, John Murray's baby clothes. And she says, would you mind if I dressed your baby in these clothes and took photos? And, like, here's this guy opening up like this, and 10 minutes earlier, he's like, yeah. listen, how much time well, is it going to be? So that was, like, amazing. Were the, were the baby clothes pink? Because <laughs> oh, she was saying, here, I am. can we just look <laughs> to right. Can right. we have the son we always wanted? <laughs> but, but, I mean, <laughs> there's, no, there's no stopping you guys. <laughs> But mainly, there. Oh, we like the gays, Barry. But you got to joke a little bit, right? <laughs> I, I just, I was in, the, I, I, I was in Starbucks in Malibu the other day, and I'm working. I'm, I got to share this with you. I'm working on my computer because sometimes the traffic is bad, and all of a sudden somebody sits down next to me, and I'm looking down, and there's this long female leg with this capri pants and these red on the bottom, the Christian Louboutins with these very large feet in them, and I start looking a little more on my computer, and there's a halter top, and I look up, and I'm face-to-face with Caitlyn wow, Jenner. Wow, I knew you were going to say Caitlyn. No, really? And, I, and and we talked for like 90 minutes in the Starbucks, and you know Starbucks is like literally like there are homeless people and there are millionaires. Right. It's a mix right. of everybody there. And there's like a crowd of people around. It's like almost like I'm doing a podcast with her, but I'm not. Right. 
And she had amazing stories about how uh, when she was Bruce Jenner that she made $6,000 a year for six years and just working hard in the mm. Olympics and how... Uh, Can you say she have, this way? Yeah, she. With, this way, with the quotes? Thank you. And anyway, so this is what you'll enjoy, <laughs> maybe, right. maybe. Maybe Rich won't enjoy this. So I, I, say, enjoy so I say, I have to go. And she says, I'll walk out with you. And I'm walking out with her. And she puts her hand up like a high five, and I high five her hand, and she interlocks my hand with hers, and we're like a, a foot away from each other, our faces, because she's a big person. Yeah. And she says, uh, are you comfortable with your sexuality? And I said, yeah, of course I'm comfortable with my sexuality. She says, that's good. And she looks straight ahead and she points, because that's the paparazzi from Italy. That's the paparazzi from Australia, Sweden, the United States. Congratulations. You're my new love interest. <laughs> <laughs> did it make any of the uh, mags? I think it did, but I, I, I didn't. Uh, you didn't take Shit, I would have started blowing her, him right there. <laughs> All that past. Uh, she pissed me off recently. She did. did. Yeah, there's a video out there where she's at a uh, charity golf tournament, and they're arguing whether or not she should hit from the ladies' tees or not. And I'm like, you, you should be hitting from the men's tees. Be, just because she's very good at golf, yeah, that's a. Wouldn't yeah. that be a huge advantage? Yes and no. I don't want to get into golf, but no, it's not an advantage. If you're playing golf. in a charity golf tournament with Caitlyn Jenner, yeah. wouldn't you suggest like, look, I'm all for what you're doing, but come on, you, you still got to hit your second shot. I, I, I think, shot I think, as Bruce Jenner, yeah. he was he was scratch, wasn't he? He had a one or two handicap. Did he? I don't know. He had a and I think he was of sort of insulted because they were hinting like, yeah, you know what. It might be fairer if you, you know, hit with... Did the, he wear a from, skirt when he played? Uh, skirt or just, and everything. It was in the skirt? Right. Which she makes was you in hit the skirt. ball. I'm sorry. She was in the, the skirt. The skirt makes you hit the ball further, too, because, you know, your, your balls are free. What the fuck's that going to do with that? <laughs> wow. So next time I hit Bonnie in the head, I better wear a skirt. Uh, oh, she, oh can, she can hit from wherever she wants. But I, it was very yes. interesting to see the, this interaction because everyone, a lot of people were scared to bring it up. But people wanted to. They're like, look, we, we accept what your, you know, your lifestyle and all, but you still have male muscles and, and it would be a little fairer if you, you know, hit from the... But she's not... The men's team. She's not gay. She's still with women. This is all about a sport. I know. Talking about sexuality. I mean, you know, that's all I'm saying here. It didn't piss me off that much. I just figured I'd bring it up because I saw the video. (laughs) Oh. I didn't That's care. a good story. In the end, I didn't give a fuck, to no, be honest no, with you. But it was very, it was interesting to see how people were trying to like skate around what they were, what, what was going on. And she, she knew that they were a little uncomfortable and they were, she was uh, sitting back waiting to see what they would say. <laughs> Fucking fuck golf. What'd you guys talk about, Barry Katz? I just talked about the Olympics and how, um, <clears throat> Just went. He he just went away and just worked so hard. And he, he before the the first Olympics he was in in seventy two. He only worked two years and he finished tenth, I think, in the best he finished. But then the next time he worked so hard. But again, back then you're only making six to ten thousand dollars a year. Right. And you're talking to somebody who's a multimillionaire now, right. who's been through everything. And 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 I think those were the most challenging and fascinating stories about. How he, it was a perfect storm of how 76, it was the bicentennial of the country and people were like rallying around things and rallying around the, you know, the American dream and it all came together and he talked about the work ethic and how 
All his goal was just to work harder than everybody else. He saw everybody there. He saw his competition. He knew what he had to do. And it's the same with comedians and I hope you don't mind me saying this. Same with radio host. Mm. You know, it's like you know what your competition is, and you know where they are. Like Rich's albums, number went to, his last three albums went to number one on the iTunes chart. You don't, you know what your competition is, and you either gotta be number one. You're not playing like when you're when Rich is in a comedy club. Okay, let's say he's doing a showcase for Fallon. There's ten comedians there. He's not playing to be number eight. He's not playing to be the third best. He's playing to be the first best. So, so Fallon says, I want you on the show. When you were doing your radio show in the beginning and Stern was taking shots at you, that was the greatest thing that could ever happen to you. A genius taking shots at you who does what he does for a living. What that was the one time where I think Howard, if he were to say, and I, he's not here, he might say, you know, maybe I, that was the wrong thing to do there. Not the wrong thing, but maybe, don't don't bring attention to somebody who I think is going to be well, extraordinary. Well, we would we would poke at him, and then the day he mentioned us, I looked at Ann and went, "There we go, all right." And I had a huge smile on my face because I know how that works. But it, it, your story was a little weird there. You said when a genius was taking shots at you. What am I in that story? If he's a genius, well, you're a you're, rock star. No, I'm now a rock star, but back then, no, no. you were a newbie. A newbie? No, I think I I'll accept that. You, I don't think you would consider yourself a genius back then. No, of course not. But right, <laughs> but right now, what you're doing is is genius, and every comic will say it. And there isn't any. These guys come in here all the time, and they they. Why do they come in here? Do they come in here just because it's to help themselves or to plug their stuff? Well, as, as Voss holds up his CD, what do you think the answer is, Barry Katz? This is what I think the answer is, is that no. you want to... I'm just one stop for Voss today. This guy did 12 no. radio shows today. You're not one. You're he, my last. He may have... The last one, great. He may have done 12 radio shows, but people want to be next to brilliance. They want to be near people who are great. You always want to be around. There isn't a comic in the world that if he has a chance to hang out with Dave Chappelle right. or Chris Rock or Jim Jeffries, they're not going to take that chance every time. At the Comedy Cellar, you want to sit at the table with Seinfeld if he walks in or Louie. There's no comic oh, in the right. world that doesn't want to sit there. Or when Patrice was alive, you right. want to sit at that table. Patrice And so amazing. here, these comics sit at this table because they believe in you and they believe in what you're all about. And they know that you're a strong person in this field and at the top of your game. And they want to be at the top of their game. Yeah, but you know what? I disagree wow. with on one thing. Could you let Maybe I'm the, the fucking the exception to the rule. Because this morning when I was doing radio, I got a call from one of Chris's writers. Yeah, and they and Chris, and he goes, uh, "We're shooting a sketch today. Do you want it? We we want you on the set to help punch up." Yeah. Uh, you know, I go when they go like forty five minutes on a. I go. I got three things. I can't make it. Right. So not all the time. Do you want to be around them? You make other decisions. I know you. You know what I mean. What I'm, I'm saying I, is, I'm so glad you made this about you again. <laughs> no, what, 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 he's talking about him. Listen to me. I'm a narcissist. I'm, Live I'm with so it. So glad you. You no, spun another I'm giving, story to so you can relate I'm to. I'm saying it. Well, how great. I'm making it about you. You fucking. I, I get I'm, the shit beat out of me day in and day out, no. and I finally got a Barry Katz in here giving me praise. I'm a rock star. I'm, I'm a genius. I'm brilliant. Let him talk. I'm giving this to you too. Okay, you fucking close-minded cock. 
gobbler. I'm saying that I blew off writing on a sketch to come in here. That's oh, what I'm saying. Did he say that, Barry Katz? You didn't let me get to him before you stepped on me. Listen, listen <laughs> I, on a 1 to 10 scale, <laughs> let me explain something to you. Yes. On a 1 to 10 scale, I'm a 10 at what I do. He's a 10 at what I do. So yeah. don't act like... I'm a 10 at what you do? At what you do. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. So you you got two 10s. So you'll get some stuff from this 10, and then you'll get some from this 10. I, just, I, got was, a, I just got a text. Powerful energy. Yes! <laughs> I was Someone complimenting close to me. He just said, powerful energy. Barry Katz said it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> tell, tell Lindsay I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> it is my wife. <laughs> but that I was complimenting you. All right. God damn uh, it to hell. What happened with uh, Gaffigan's TV show? I thought it was going well. It, he, he, just, he just didn't want to do it anymore? He's making more money on the road. I can't imagine TV Land wouldn't want to bring that back for another. Or was it? Uh, what was the? Channel? His decision. What I heard, he wanted to. Ah oh, man, you know, I really, a lot of really work doing a TV show like that. Running, it's, he's the head. His wife is. That's a lot of work. I really enjoyed that show you know, too, and not yeah, was, not because you know he gave us a little a little action. On I remember it. being on it, but it's not about me. All right. <laughs> uh, so the Caitlyn Jenner thing, but so he's still she. Sorry, she's still talking about the Olympics. No, I just asked her about all these different things, and it's just, I think the whole thing was, what I got out of it was the fact of competition. You don't, he, he didn't go to the Olympics to be number eight or number seven. Right. He went to win. When you come to work every day, you don't come to work to be number seven radio guy. No, you come to work not. to try to be number one. Yeah, when Rich Barry. when Rich puts out his album, he doesn't put it out to say, "Hey, I hope I get the number fourteen on iTunes." But, one baby. But Barry, I I would assume that most people would think they're trying for the number one slot. Are you trying to say that there are people that go, you know what, I'm going to Olympics and I'll just be happy if I get eighth place? Of course. Okay. Well, when, did, did you, when you talked to uh, Caitlin, did you say, can I get you to do my podcast? Did you try to line or... I never I never do that. I, I always like it to happen organically, and uh, well, you know, that, I tell them that, what I do. And I know this is oh. against everything I say, but I, it's not like I have, I'm having an issue getting people to do the podcast. Right. And I feel like when the time's right, when I get to know her more, because she hangs out at this place, and I've hung out with her a few times, and then once... Wait, now you're saying you've hung out a few times with yeah, her? Yeah, I've seen her, her like well, three or four times there. And, and she says hi every time? Yes. Did she know who so, you were before you met her the first time? Like when you no one knows her? who I am. So yeah. why don't you push a record on your phone at least? Because that's illegal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all of a sudden now you're law law abiding citizen, Barry. Because that's illegal. <laughs> so it's double dipping. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, I got problems with you, boss, but you are very funny. Oh, I, I, I got problems with you. <laughs> You're hilarious. Like, uh, how many times have you done the show, boss? Oh, no, God. With him? Yeah. A hundred, two, I don't know. Right. For 13, 14 years. Who, who how many knows? comedians do this show and they don't get to do it again? Oh, don't go down that road. A lot I of them. I have auditioned everybody. A lot of them. I would say a lot. Yeah, I, I've I've cut it down to a very small uh, group right now. I like it. I like it that way. 
I don't want See, people. This will be my last time on this. No, you're so good, hey, Barry. That, you're I like fucking that. captivating. Everybody knows it. Okay, you're very. Your stories are captivating, not likable, but you're captivating. <laughs> so you want to hear the fucking? I mean, going back to Boston Comedy Club, there's a thousand. You could talk about Boston Comedy Club. How just that place for two how, hours. How about we don't? <laughs> how about we get one more really good story from Barry Katz, a story he wants to tell, then we'll plug his podcast and tell him to get the fuck out of here. Don't say we. I have no control. Don't put me in uh, in this. I think you're pretty much co-hosting the show today. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, pretty, yeah, you are. Hey, it was good to have you on, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can get one more out of him, then we're going to take a break. I think Joe DeRose is coming in today, too. Uh, Barry, you got one more story for us? Uh, there's a great story I love. I was, uh, it's a two part story. I don't care. Um, can you finish I'm, before four o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> I you, hope so. I go and email the second part. <laughs> I go into this real food daily, and I sit down to have uh, what I think is lunch with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> and um, I sit down, my ass just hits the cushion, and just right away, he's like a different kind of Dave. He's like, do you know what month it is, man? Do you know what month it is? I'm like, I don't know. It's Black History Month. I don't know what month it is. No, man, it's 25 years ago this month that you met me for the first time. Do you know what you said to me, Barry? Do you know what you said to me? I'm like, Dave, look, I'm just sitting down here with you. He's like, uh, tell me what you said to me. I said, well, I, I met you at the comedy club. Jason Steinberg, who's a manager now, uh, saw you on a Monday. He said, come down on a Tuesday and meet this kid. So I said, I met you in the middle of the room before the show. I shook your hand and I said, you're going to be one of the biggest stars in comedy. You're going to change the way comedy is. You're going to be um, the most respected guy out there, specials, everything. And I want to represent you because you're going to be the biggest star. And he turned and he got like even more forceful. You know what? Somebody hits a table yeah, like sure. that and the silverware goes and then people are looking around. He's like, that's right, man. That's right. And it haunts me. It haunts me every fucking day oh I think God, about it. Really? And I'm like, Dave, Dave, calm down. It really is. Okay. And then he became that Dave that we all know. And he just was solemn. He's like, he's like, I'm sorry, man. It's just every time I think about that, I just say to myself over and over again, how the fuck did he know? <laughs> how did he know? And this is the second part of the story is... I say, listen, I have something to tell you that I have never told you. And I'm embarrassed that I never told you. I'm going to tell you. I got a call about six years ago from Doug Herzog, who was the president of Comedy Central at the time. My first guest on Industry Standard, by the way. And he says, listen, can you get Dave to my office? I said, of course, I know him. I'll get him to your office. He said, that's great because I have my feet up on my desk and I on a paperweight at the end of the desk is a check for Pilot Boy Productions, which is Dave's production company. And it's a check for $27 million. I'm telling Dave this at the table. Can you get him here? And I said, I'm sorry, Doug. I, I can't get him there. And I didn't know there was a check. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get him down. How can you say that? It's a check for $27 million. Look, he's not going to come down for that. He knows if he cashes that, you own him. And he'll never come down for that. He was never about the money, never has been about the money, and I can't get him down there. And he keeps yelling at me, but it's a check for $27 million. 
And Dave, in his timing and beauty of it, he just leans over and he paused and he said, that sounds a little light. Because <laughs> it was $50 million. So that's uh, my last Dave Chappelle interaction at Real Food Daily in L.A. that was kind of awesome. Wow. Is there not a third part to this? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a second. Wait, it's, so the check, they actually had a check for $50 million if you well, would go to well, Comedy it probably, Central? It probably was part of the check that was that was owed to him. But, right. Uh, but I never told Dave that because I didn't. I just didn't want to. Why did Dave it. walk away? Uh, well, this is, this is thing that's really, really think about this for a second. You too, Mr. Boss. This is what's so extraordinary about Dave. And you could say, oh, well, this or that. How many people do you know in your lifetime that would be offered $50 million and say, no, thank you? Right. Most people, 99.99999. If I told Rich Voss, you have to spend the next month going out in public everywhere you go, performing nude, walking through the streets nude, and you'll get a check for $50 million. He would do that in a second. Oh, that doesn't say what are you a lot me? about Five you. million, and I'll stop on every corner and blow somebody. <laughs> How about fifty thousand well, dollars? So I he's tell the, you a story later. So he's the ahead. only person. He's the only person that I know in my lifetime, or anybody knows in their lifetime. Oh yeah, we that all... believed in themselves so much that they could make that fifty million dollars back in another way. Right. And Dave Chappelle, for anybody who ever, if there is anybody that says anything bad about him. Yeah, I doubt it is, but whatever. This is a guy doesn't have a Twitter account, doesn't have a Facebook, doesn't have social media, yet he could call Madison Square Garden right now and say, listen, you're free tonight. How much is it to rent the place? Oh, 200000 Okay. Listen, I'm going to do the show tonight. And he would sell out the fucking show in like five hours from now. Right. Who else can do that? He is like the, he's like the, musically, he's like Prince. Right. I think Chris Rock said that of, of our generation. Yeah, Chris yeah. Rock said that Chappelle is the most brilliant comic, and that's coming from Chris. This is the funniest thing that Kevin Hart said on the, the book. It was amazing. He said he said they went to a, uh, like, you know, what is that new material night that you go to and yeah. you try out new material? So Kevin Hart and Chris Rock go to the new material night and they have, like, their pads of paper and they're, they're doing their sets, you know, and they're writing out stuff shit, out. Right. And they tried it all out and they both killed and they're at a table and they're got their papers and they're writing things out and getting excited about it. And then Chappelle walks in and does like an hour of new stuff and gets a standing ovation. And after he's done, you can see Chris Rock looking at Kevin and Kevin's looking at Chris Rock and they're like, <laughs> they crumple up their crumple paper. Up, just throw it down. Fuck it. They're like, fuck it. We got to start over. I can't believe you wasted a piece of paper. For <laughs> There's a recycle. <laughs> All right, Barry Katz. I'm glad we uh, dragged you back in here with your suitcase. I'm so honored that you had Are me you in kidding here. me? Of course. Do you, do you get to New York often? Uh, not as much as I used to, but uh, I hope that I can gather you up to do the podcast. Well, we should talk. I got to figure out what I'm doing You're next. You're going to have to say yes here on the air. Oh, I'm I would do your leaving. podcast in a second. Uh, I got st- I got stories to tell, Mr. I Katz. know you do. And we'll be, I got it's, stories. It's all about the inspirational journey from humble beginnings to... Well, see, uh, Sirius XM, they wanted me uh, to sign for a few years. I said, no fucking way. Uh, so I, I got a year. And, uh, you know, if they figure shit out, maybe I'll stay. But I got to figure out what I'm doing next, Barry Katz. Well, I think uh, you already know what you're doing next. You just haven't shared it with anybody.
You burp after that? That, that was mean. him. What do you <laughs> think? I'm going to burp on your pot? Why are you burping uh, after that? I just had a sip of soda. But that so was very gassy. dramatic. Oh, please. This isn't any, 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 I honestly any, don't any, I honestly don't know what I'm doing next. Listen. I, I got people that are already calling me because I've I've made it very obvious that I'm not happy here. I I wanted I didn't want to go out the way that I, I my gut said to fucking walk. But I'm having more fun doing radio than I have in years, so that's a little confusing. I also know that did you just burp again? Yes. I'm sorry, I, it's not... It, it, you can turn accident. the microphone away. They come so quick. <laughs> yeah, that's You're what right. Bonnie says. But I'm not worried what happens a year from now. If that means I just walk away, that's fine, too. Of course you're not worried, because uh, you yeah. always know there's going to be a gig for yes! you. Yes! But when somebody comes up to you, you ever have those people say, can I ask your advice? Right. They already know what they're going to do. Yeah, of course. That's you, true. What you know... You know that you're always going to be successful. You know there's always going to be a gig for you, so you don't have as much stress as other people. I think I might want to go fish for a while. I spent the summer fishing. I might do that. Can you wear headphones when you fish? Uh, well, then people would recognize me on the beach, Barry. I don't want that. Uh, yeah, so we should talk. You would, I, would, I, would, I would like to hear what you think. I would love that. And when I run into you a half hour from now on the street, I will recognize oh, good. you. good. And if I talk to you, does that mean I have to, like, you know, write a check out, or are we just talking? I can't believe I have to give 90% of what I make to my artist. I don't understand. No, somebody said that once. It was fun. <laughs> I don't believe that. What? Why are you laughing at me? Rich, I will you plug your album already? Yeah, oh, the no. whole time you haven't plugged it. Are you listening I, anymore? I, listen, I, I, I love listening to Barry. I've known Barry for yeah. so fucking long, you know. Are you a, are you a meditator? I am not. People think I am, but I'm not. I, no, he may. The way he sounds, we're <laughs> meditating. People oh, meditate no. to me. <laughs> yeah, half our listeners right now no. said, man, I just got a good nap the last no, 40 minutes. No, he's fucking. These stories are amazing. That was funny, man. I know. Yes. Uh, I'm right. sorry. Uh, you should be a meditate. Maybe you don't need to meditate because you're already, you're already in a good place. I do think. you meditate? Yes, you fuck. Get the fuck out of here. What do you, what do, you do? Like, what is that? You fucking listen to me. Hold on. Barry knows that's not the way to tell someone you meditate. Wait, do you like, you sit with your legs crossed and, like, how, like, what do you mean by you? There's like, things. You, there's have things. you ever been to the one where you go for 10 days, you don't talk? No, no, nothing. I'm not that deep. But I mean, you know, I, I go to meditation. I go to meditation. Negotiations. I do a little yoga there, Barry. I got to get back to the yoga, but I meditate mostly on my own right now. I was Wait. going to a class once a week, Barry Katz, and it was wonderful. See, a lot of things wonderful. you don't know about Opie. He's done a lot of gay things. He takes he, for a while. He was into taking pictures of sunsets. I still take my pictures of sunsets. Then, uh, that's proud a, of that's that. a gay he thing, does, Rich. Huh? Do you want people to buy your album or shut it off? Look at it. Listen, no. See, you're, you're shutting out the gays. There's a lot of people who oh, just no. have Oh, no. You're shutting out the gays. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I'm, I, like I'm a gay person is the only person who can enjoy a sunset? Thank you, Barry. Not, Straight no. people like the sunsets, too. Oh, oh, now you guys are teaming up. First of you all, You never yes. held Bonnie looking at the sunset? On a, by a cliff, yes. <laughs> and I contemplated. <laughs> Bonnie said Boss something. doesn't want to feel, Barry Katz. <laughs> That's why we probably should have done this uh, segment without him. <laughs> I'm feeling you, you're feeling me. This fuck can't even accept a hug or a handshake he from wants his to, friend of 20 years. He wants to feel nodules. Yes, that's what all he wants. Bonnie said something to you as a joke that you took personally once. I did. And she never, she goes, God, I feel bad that I said this to Barry once. But it was a joke. Because you, Bonnie, I, Bonnie's just sarcastic. It's 
to her, the first thing is getting a joke off. And one time you said to her, uh, um, my wife and I would love to have you over for dinner. And Bonnie said, I couldn't think of anything worse. (laughs) But she was joking, and I think she thought you took it very personally. And so I just want you to know. It was a joke from way back. You tell her that I don't remember that, and uh, yeah, well, really now wrote. I brought it back. Yeah, why would you put that in? <laughs> I his, thought it maybe head. subconsciously because no. you know Nothing, I didn't want you to no, take it. No, uh, she's got an amazing sense of humor, and I think the thing with her that I always thought was it was you know I always she had this way about her that had this incredible sense of humor where. She would never know which way you were going. Kind of like Ken Dalterman, the president of Comedy Central. You go in and he's got this interesting sense of humor and she has that. And so you never know exactly where you stand, which thing's a yeah. joke, which isn't, which is fascinating and great about her comedy. Yeah, she's right. brilliant. Anyhow, listen, folks. I have to get this to <laughs> Am I allowed to plug this? or are we? Well, how about we... Thank our guest for coming in, Mr. <laughs> Radio Co-host, no, and then we make pl- it about He's you. He's going to do plugs, Let's too. do him first. I'm going to do a plug? Actually, the, the last plug is the one people remember, so I'm taking care of you right now, Voss. Oh, okay. If there's two plugs and you're the last plug, trust me, they'll remember that one before uh, Barry's. So let's get Barry's plug out of the way. I'm not going to plug anything. If Opie wants to say something, that's his deal. I'm not going to. No, I, uh, the, uh, the podcast, uh, I hear we might add it to Friends of the Show over here. I hear you're interested. I'm very interested. Okay, good. It's called what again? Industry it, Standards. Right. Industry Standards. You can get, get it on, on iTunes. Barry's a fascinating guy. Hangs out with Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> Did you ask about the balls? She just kept saying she was in in transition, and I'm not an expert to know what that means specifically. That means you're going from, like, L.A. to New York. (laughs) 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 Do you think think there's going to be, like... Rich is the only guy in the world, when I look at him smile, I say to myself, my teeth are okay. (laughs) Oh, are you kidding me? These are $35,000. You could eat an apple through a white picket fence. Oh, 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 really? And those piano keys are anything to brag about? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I feel I feel uh, good. What, uh, are those implants? These are implants. No, mine are real. Oh, they are. <laughs> wow. So he thinks uh, uh, Rich Voss's teeth used to look way worse. No, but I just feel a, way worse. I feel a kindred spirit to him because he's got big white teeth and I got big. Demi- teeth. I thought they were no. Size. You got good teeth, Rich. I'll give you that. Thank you. I'll give you that. Thank you, thank you, and thank Barry for all the kind words. Yeah, let's get Barry out of here. He's got his luggage. Wait, should I do my plug so I can walk out with him? <laughs> what the fuck? Who am I going to do the show with? No, you're taking a break, I thought. Uh, yeah, are you coming back? <laughs> After your break, of course. Okay, let's talk higher then. Okay. <laughs> oh, he'll be a real rock star. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, boy, am I going to get a big head for the rest of the day? Uh, Until listen. I check fucking Twitter. I was on, uh, I was number one over the weekend. This is my last, this is the last hour that I'm doing, plugging this, uh, CD for a while. Right. It's Rich Voss 5. It's on iTunes or on Amazon. Guaranteed, I promise you'll love it. It's only five ninety nine. Right. I'm not saying don't buy the other guy's stuff because I'm sure it's just as funny. But who, who's the other guy? Whoever, uh, don't who's worry about. There? I'm just. I, I, don't like, worry about the other guy. It's all well, about you and your CD. I know, but what still, is it called? Uh, number five? It's called Rich Voss Five. Yes, uh, it's hands down my best. And my last two were were really fucking good. This. Is at another level. There's a rumor going around that I didn't tweet out the info for your CD. Yeah. I just had a rumor. I just asked Lindsay if you did do it. There's a rumor that I didn't. What I did was I I, uh, copied your your text message to me and I tweeted that. (laughs) 
What? <laughs> Did you really? Yes, you wrote. You wrote, uh, you, you wrote, since my radio show is canceled and I can't hit a golf ball, uh, let's see. And then it continues, since you're great at Twitter and popular media, if you want to tweet out my new CD, it would make me happy. So I just I just copied that and I, I tweeted that. Yeah, but that. there was no link to <laughs> Yeah, there was a link. Oh, yeah, I sent you a link too, right? Yes. Oh, thanks. So my point is, uh, of course I promoted your new Thank CD. You. Thank you. It's, uh, listen, it today really seems like we, we hate it. each other's guts, but in the yeah. end, you know, I love you. No, I never, and, and ever I'm, come and I'm across your Are CDs. you going to hug him after this? I try to hug him, Barry. See what no, happens. I'm not a hugger. Me I, hugged, hugged. I hugged you on the way in. You snuck, you snuck him on me. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> he, he, like, gets tense and stuff. I, I need to see you hug him at the end of this. Him? Yes. Oh, uh, what the fuck's wrong with my hugs? <laughs> it, I just, I don't know. You, you got too much dysfunction behind you. I just, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> the kettle's no, falling on black. No, you don't. I'm pretty. I don't want to hug a guy. All of a sudden, a tear just starts falling down his face. Let's and, kiss. I think these cameras need to see you guys hug. Let's, uh, let's kiss. Rich Voss, let's get it to number one tonight. Then I'll I won't I'll bother you, you on again. The, I'll kiss you on the cheek. Okay, this Saturday to a Chester's that's, Comedy that's Club in bad, Chester, right, New York. That's fantastic. Chester's Comedy Club, Chester, New York, Saturday night. I'm Chester's doing Comedy yeah. Club. Yeah, I'm doing a private on Friday and Saturday, uh, uh, a one nighter in Chester. New All right, York. we're gonna we're gonna take a break. What, Fucking, are we, what are we promoting? Are we promoting our podcast? It's not doing as well as Barry Katz's podcast. <laughs> Stop. I see yours moving up the charts. Stop. Mine is like just kind of hanging. Stop. But then I say to myself, yeah, but I think they're listening to the radio show, so they don't need to fucking Mine go to the podcast. Mine will drop as much. like a set of car keys in a fish tank. Believe me, it'll be all over after this. What are we doing on our podcast this week there, Paulie? We got uh, Artie Lang. Yeah, Artie was really open on this radio show. And uh, we make fun of Michael uh, Buble because he has a bad speech impediment. Did you know that, Barry Katz? Uh, no, I did not Why are you know staring that. at Voss when I said speech impediment? <laughs> what? Okay, I don't care. He's I'm staring, staring at, at him you. because he's doing a, the show with you and he's texting something. His ADD is horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fucking horrendous. <laughs> i got to juggle balls over here to keep him interested. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'm if I can go 30 seconds with Voss, I know, okay, he's focused today. Try to go 30 seconds focusing on something. Listen, this, what I are you just checking on? Someone asked me, did someone text, someone, someone texted me and said, who's your agent? I'm looking for a new one. I go, you just text him. <laughs> All right. Barry Katz, thank you, buddy. Thank I you. It. What an honor. Thank you so much. Come back and see us. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs>